Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Narrative Podcast. My name is Madison, and I am thrilled to have you here with me today as we share something a little bit different than what normally is published here on the Better Narrative Podcast. This is a bonus clip from my interview with Daniel, an Army veteran who I featured on episode two of the podcast, and we had an absolute blast through the whole thing. But this is just a small segment that didn't necessarily make the final cut, but I could not help but share with you all. We talk about his impromptu little mid-tour break in Ireland. He was supposed to go home for Christmas, but due to a plane complication, ended up taking a detour or emergency landing, whatever you want to call it there, to Ireland where he had a life-changing experience with a young boy and also a fun time with friends that ended up to have a quiet plane ride home. So I'll let Daniel explain the rest of the story, but sit back, relax, and I hope this can bring some laughter and joy to your day today. Is my first uh, drunken experience in Ireland. <laughs> very, it was very traditional. Can I, can I tell the story real yeah, quick? Yeah, go for it. All right. So this was my coming back home for mid-tour leave, third deployment. So this mm-hmm. kind of re- relates to what we're talking about. Our, our plane uh, malfunctioned after leaving Germany, and we basically lost an engine, I think, and we had to make an emergency landing. And this, I was going home at Christmas. Um, this was like the Christmas Eve, day before Christmas Eve, something like that. Uh, so I was trying to get home by Christmas. So we had to make an emergency land in Ireland. We weren't scheduled to go to Ireland. We weren't allowed to be there at the time. So we were not allowed to disembark. We had to stay on the plane for about six hours while they tried to find somebody local to come fix our airplane. Mm-hmm. And eventually they let us disembark. First time I've ever seen like an airport so empty because it was Christmas Eve. Nobody was there. It was just, mm-hmm. everybody was off. And so they let us off, stretch our legs, tried to find somebody to fix it. Couldn't find anybody to fix it. We had to get back on the plane because technically we weren't allowed to be off the plane. They got the the American Embassy in Ireland involved. They treated it like a rescue operation, like just designated it a res- rescue oper- operation so we could get the problem fixed. Mm-hmm. They sent another plane from Baltimore, but it wouldn't be there until about 5 o'clock the next morning. So they're like, what are we going to do with us? And... Um, yeah, I was just already prepared to just like sleep in the airport or mm-hmm. sleep on that plane. Like we were just gonna be stuck there until we could freaking get a new plane. They actually put us up in a hotel for the night in Shannon, Ireland, which was really fun. They bust us over there and they got us. We got to the hotel. There's 173 of us on that plane. All of us have been deployed for at least six months. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to drink alcohol when you're. Uh, it's you have to abide by the hosting country's rules and you know Muslims don't consume or most anyway don't consume alcohol. So we don't drink when we're over there. Mm -hmm. 173 of us on Christmas vacation in Shannon, Ireland. (laughs) The first thing that we see when we come through the door is the big freaking bar. Oh, my gosh. And connect the dots. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can connect the dots. Everybody else that's listening is connecting the dots, too, that's ever had this experience. So 173 of us, they had their own parties going in this hotel at the time. Several families were there celebrating their Irish families, Mm -hmm. celebrating their Christmas. And here we are. So the guy that was in charge of, well, in charge of our flight, uh, in charge of our trip, he's like, all right, I know what everybody's thinking. Two beers, that's it. 
I'm like, you know, I, you know, I just want to have a freaking room temperature Guinness in Ireland. That's all I want right now. So that's all I did. Other people, uh, the same guy that told us like two beer minimum, I, I, I seen him like two hours later. He was running around with a Santa hat with a bottle of Jameson in one hand oh, and, geez. A, and a beer in the other. I was like, oh, my gosh. But it was a lot of fun. They were really nice. I talked to a lot of locals. Once they found out my name was Danny, I got old Danny boy hummed to me like about 30 times. Oh, my gosh. Um, some little kid, he wanted my autograph. I was like, hey, whatever. Um, another little kid, he was like fascinated with my uniform. So I gave him my, my our flags are Velcro. So I gave him my flag. Um, it was a really interesting experience. And I'm really happy I could tell the story that I got to drink in Ireland on Christmas Eve with a whole bunch of locals. You know, if I couldn't be home for that, that was like the second best thing. And mm -hmm. I was like, I love telling the story because it was just, there's other hilarious parts that I'll spare other people with from. <laughs> uh, it was just a fun time. And one of those experiences that mm -hmm. you only going to happen once in your lifetime, probably. And seeing that like a Budweiser over there was like three and a half euro. Where it's like a Guinness was like one, where it's because like, mm -hmm. it's a local. But yeah. Budweiser over there isn't a local beer. Oh, that's so interesting. It's, Budweiser is an import fryer. Yeah. So, yeah, it was more expensive. I was like, oh, that's weird. Backwards. Yeah. But I, I guarantee that kid will forever remember that moment, too. Like yeah. sitting, asking questions about your uniform and actually like receiving one of the patches. That's that's super neat that you're able to share that with that kid. Mm -hmm. It was a fun time. Heck of a hangover later, but it was, fun <laughs> it was a very quiet flight back home once we all got on the plane. And that's it. That's the end of our bonus clip for today. I hope you all really enjoyed listening to this little fun tidbit about Daniel's time during his deployments because I believe that uh, specifically the part where he presented his patch to that little boy forever left an impact on that kid's life and that's going to be a core memory that he remembers forever and I really feel like that embodies the mission and the overall goal of the veteran narrative which I thought was really really cool. For those of you who don't know, this podcast is brought to you by the 501c3 nonprofit organization, The Veteran Narrative. And the whole goal of our organization is to not only cultivate an empowering environment for veterans to share their testimonies, just the way that Daniel and Tom have on this podcast, but to also take those into schools and provide an opportunity for students to connect with veterans in a way that they weren't able to before. And this doesn't just go for students, although our main goal is to be taking resources like written testimonies, oral testimonies, videos, and then some, and taking those into schools as educational resources. We also create resources and opportunities like this for adults, for family, for friends, for anybody who enjoys to sit and listen to somebody's story throughout their life. So I hope you all enjoyed this moment as much as I had. This will not be the last time that we hear from Daniel, hopefully. I would love to bring him back to continue into more of those stories and dive deeper into parts of his deployment. So if you have any questions about Daniel's story or Tom's story or anyone else in this podcast, feel free to email us, theveterannarrative at gmail.com. We would love to ask these questions in follow-up podcast episodes with our veterans and overall just get people excited to be able to engage in a very personal way. So for now, I will see you guys on the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in.